Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Listeners, thank you for joining today. We are going to talk about how to honor our parents. Parents, and I have a special guest with me, an author, a coach, a physical therapist, and I'm sure lots of other things, Teresa Murr, and she wrote a book recently called, what's the book? The Art of Assisting Aging Parents, Discover the Journey to Honor Your Parents. Is that all right, Teresa? Um, yes, yes. There's a little more to the subtitle, but that's okay. Give it to us. Give us the whole subtitle. Okay. Okay. It's um, Discover the Journey to honor, honor Your Parents, Create Treasured Memories, and Live Life to the Fullest. All right. We want it all. We want the whole shebang, if you will. Mm-hmm. So has the book published or is it soon to publish? Um, yes, it has published. Okay. And I know I was fortunate enough to get a copy, so thank you for that. Um, but sometimes I get them before they publish, so I'm, I wasn't quite sure. When did it publish? Let's see. It was in the fall of 2019. Okay. <laughs> right before the pandemic. God love you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, let's talk a little bit about you. Let's give our listeners a little backstory so they know um, who we're talking to. I said you've been a physical therapist for a long time, about 40 years or so. Yes, about, yeah, about 35. Okay, yeah. okay. And um, you're also a coach and an author. Tell us something about yourself beyond those um, identifiers. Okay, and thank you for having me, Lisa. It's, it's a pleasure to be here today. Yes, of course. Um, Yes. Um, well, I, I yeah became a physical therapist about 35 years ago, and um, then a couple years later, I got married, and ha- I have three children, and my husband and I live in Iowa, and our three children are now out in the world. You know, you know, we got one on each coast and one in the middle of the country where we are. But um, yeah, so that's a big part of my life. Um, I also love to paint. Um, I paint pictures of um, various various scenes and such, and sometimes I just like to mix paint on a canvas and see what I can come up with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, I think that creative side of me was never quite fulfilled in you know a physical therapist role. Um, I enjoyed the healing part, the the medicine and the helping people, but I still had that creative side. So. Um, I'm glad I get to paint right now and actually kind of pivot to an entrepreneur. So um, it's it's been really fun. And I'll bet you weren't writing books when you were acting as a physical therapist. Right. Yes, I was. I was um, did that about started that about four years ago. And actually, in December of 2019, I really cut back my physical therapy just to a PRN status. Okay. Yes, and then the pandemic hit, and um, the hours kind of went away, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you were prepared. You cut back to PR in just in time. So mm-hmm. what motivated you to write this book? Well, I um, about 15 years ago, um, I was introduced to multidisciplinary 
group therapy and that was in skilled rehabilitation or in a nursing home and i had a wonderful director there and um she could walk into a room and and she was the group you know she she just had that personality very magnetic personality and I loved the dynamics of group therapy and I loved and well, I loved it so much. I put a framework to it. So, um, you know, after a few years, um, Medicare stopped paying for group therapy um, as, as well as they did. And actually, they're paying for it again now. But um, there were several years we could not use group therapy. Um, and I just decided that this was important information and I wanted to spread, you know, spread it around and share it with others. Um, at that time, I was actually helping take care of my mother um, in Kansas City. I, I live in Iowa, and my husband was very generous and said, you know, just go help your mother. And, and I was kind of looking for a little bit of a traveling job, so it, it kind of just worked out. And um, so then that's when, when I started writing the book. Okay. And, um, so it was yeah. firsthand experience. Yes. Okay. And so tell us about, um, if you would, could you share anything personal about your journey journey with your mom? Sure. Yes. Um, I was really uh, fortunate to be able to help uh, with both my parents and um, my dad to a lesser extent because he was he was yeah at home and he had my mother, but he developed Alzheimer's disease and Mm -hmm. so. I wasn't yeah, involved in as much of his care, but with my mother, um, I was able to live with her for about five to six months, and then we realized she had to have 24-hour care. And um, I was actually, when I was in, in Kansas City, I was working a couple of physical therapy jobs at the same time and assisting her. So um, we put her into um, you know assisted living at that time. But um, I, I think what I just gained the most was uh being able to have that uh, just like it was a spiritual experience Mm -hmm. because uh, when i took care of my parents um what i saw in them the last few years of their lives uh was actually kind of it brought me back to my childhood and what i saw in my childhood of my parents you know um, i saw the pillars of strength and love and faith and dedication and um i just would not trade that experience for the world yeah precious precious moments and precious memories um so you moved in with mom um and took care of her for a while and you talk about honoring your parents um give me some how to's Um, Okay, yeah, I I think one thing you have to balance very carefully is, you know, what they want out of their life and what you want for them, you know, from your perspective. Yeah, because it's not always the same, is it? No, no, it is not. Yeah. And then, you know, you come back to take care of your parents. and, And I have four sisters and it's amazing you know we all have had different life experiences so you know when you come back to take care of mom and dad you each see you know your parents with a unique set of eyes Mm -hmm. yes and a unique understanding because sometimes when i would say well this is how mom feels about this issue and one of my sisters would say i don't get that i don't see that you know Mm -hmm. so so that that might bring up some, you know, discussion or even some tension, you know. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, because, and actually, you know, my parents had five daughters, and I, I'd say we were all pretty highly sensitive to their needs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a good way to say it? It might be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hear you. Uh, I have three siblings myself, and I don't think we can agree on, you know, anything on on any day Mm -hmm. Um, and that can become an issue when you are trying to care for a parent Um, because you want consensus and you want more than that you want agreement and it doesn't always happen so um, this idea of finding a balance is important not just between you and your parent but you and your siblings if you have them or other we'll call them decision makers um, other loved ones who are involved. Um, it ain't all about you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard thing for us to get our head around. Um, so what kinds of things, when you were trying to find the balance, like where did you and mom necessarily go in different directions? Is there anything that stands out? Um, yes, and you know what I would say, I was shocked by you know, this, this difference between us, you know, mm-hmm. because here I am, you know, I'm the like pretty much the only health professional in my family. You know, mm-hmm. I do have a sister that's a pharmacist, but that's a whole different realm you yeah. know, of health. Yeah. And so I, you know, I knew the exercises, I knew the self-care, I knew uh, her emotional needs. And, um, you know, because I'd been doing this for, you know, by that time, 30 years, and um, I understood a lot of, um, you know, the needs of a geriatric person. And, um, you know, I had all this experience. And yet my sisters, um, you know, I think some of my sisters had more, what you might even say, pull in, her, in the decision making, you know. Okay. Because, yeah, I think they had the insight onto what mom really wanted in the form of caregiving. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and I was coming at it sometimes as a professional. And, you know, this is how we're, we're going to keep mom the healthiest we can. And we're going to do all these things for her. And sometimes they would just say, no, that's not what she wants. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and I was kind of shocked. And I have other friends that say that, too, that they they say, you know, they're not listening to me as, you know, an occupational therapist or Uh physical therapist, you know. And and it's the truth. And I think that um, you have to go in, you know, or, or maybe it's better, you know, going in knowing this that yeah you you may not be heard by your family mm-hmm. and your own perspective might need a little correction or mm-hmm. uh, a little tweaking it is so true what you say mm-hmm. and if my healthcare friends are listening i hope you're listening um you don't get to treat mom or dad like a patient they're mom mm-hmm. or dad and that's what we do we we try to you know take our area of expertise and apply it. Um, It's a little bit different, but kind of the same. I recently um, lost a brother, and my mother is a longtime pastor. And I said to my mother, now Matt won't, he doesn't want you preaching his funeral. He wants you to be mom. And she heard me, but I wasn't sure if she would hear me. But it goes to what you were saying. we have to remember our relationship to these folks, these precious parents of ours. Um, and it's hard because we think we know everything because they raised us. <laughs> we think we know everything mm-hmm. about them, but we don't. And the time that we have spent 
maturing as adults, they have spent growing and they may have changed since we lived with them. So, so there's, there's that as well. So in addition to balance, which is a huge, huge, um, problem, huge, huge challenge, let's say, what other ways did you find that it was important to honor your parents? Yeah, I, I think, um, spending time with, with my mother was so important. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was, I was just going to say that she loved to play Scrabble. And and we actually, when I was living with her, we played Scrabble almost every night. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of crazy. but And then when she got into assisted living, we actually formed a group with a couple um, other women. And we would play Scrabble, oh, maybe once or twice a week. But I knew that that was her, her favorite game in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she was a writer and she wrote for... Uh, directors of government agencies and such and um she she took pride in her writing and she was good you know mm-hmm. she was good at it so um that word game to her was everything yeah you know yeah. and mm-hmm. it seems so obvious spending time with people would be a way to honor them but somehow it gets lost in the shuffle so i'm really glad that you brought this up um as an opportunity to honor your parents. And then when you're with them, spend some time doing things they enjoy. <laughs> Don't try to make them play Yahtzee if they want to play Scrabble, right? Right. Uh, so I'll bet you became a better speller in those five months or learned some new words at least. Anything else? I think um, just taking, you know, just expanding on that. Um, try a lot of different activities. And, and that's kind of the therapist in me and trying to keep the brain healthy, but, um, you know, kind of, kind of help them mix it up. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things you can do to keep your, your brain and your neur- neural networks strong and functioning. So, um, I, I think if I, if I didn't know about it, I would hope to get some information about it. Yeah. And, Yes, and how do you know keep keep them walking, keep them interested, keep keep um, sensory stimulation of you know what they see, what they hear, uh, you know what they touch and feel, and um, you know, even smell and taste. All those things are so important uh, for the brain and the body, mm-hmm. and it actually wakes up the brain and helps people learn. And you never stop learning; you don't have to stop learning, right. you know, until the, the day you pass on, you know. So I think that um, I tried to mix it up for my mom. Um, even, you know, when she got to the point where she was in a wheelchair, um, I would take her, you know, around the facility and um, we would try to maybe get to the computer or do a jigsaw puzzle or, um, you know, just engage in some of the activities. Um, so I would say try try to mix it up and, and make their life full, as full as you can. And I'll just add to it, I'll piggyback on something that you said, actually. I think you outright said it. If this, if you don't happen to be a physical therapist or an occupational therapist, which most of us are not, or you don't happen to be a nurse or in healthcare, take the time to educate yourself. Phone a friend. You probably know somebody in healthcare. Um, but, you know, going in eyes wide open, uh, it's going to make a difference. You don't know everything. If any, if you know, if you can know everything, that just goes to prove <laughs> you still have some things to learn. Um, so education could be added. Listen, I want to ask you about this term, 
Expera Age. What is that all about? That's a term that you've trademarked. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes, that is, that is my training that I do. And I do have it in my book. And I have a four-step process where I actually have you sit down with your parents and have some conversations. And I do tell people, you know, if you've got five minutes to talk to your parents this week, you know, don't, don't, don't pack any guilt, you know. Uh, pick up the phone, talk to them for five minutes and ask them a question. Now, if you have a half an hour, or 45 minutes to sit down, you can really get involved in some of these questions. But what you do is you help your parents um, find their strengths and and that results in also knowing their weaknesses. And I think I think it's good to build up weaknesses mm-hmm. as, as well as as nurture your strengths. But you're going to find those, help your parents find those and be proud of their strengths. You know, take take them back to some storytelling where they tell you stories of what they accomplished in their life mm-hmm. and, and give, them, give them a pat on the back and, and give them a hug and say, you know, this is wonderful. And you're a you know, wonderful person. And uh, you always want to work from the place of your strengths, you know, because it makes you feel good. Yeah. And, and they did it for us. Right. They did it for us when we were children. Um, Hopefully, if you had good parents and I'm just going to assume you did. Um, Mm -hmm. They they nurtured your strengths. Of course, they were aware of your weaknesses, um, but they were willing to give you accolades, give you praise, give you the benefit of the doubt. And when we get the opportunity to do that for our parents, it should really be seen as a privilege and an honor. Um, And if you embrace it in that way. It goes so much better. Um, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Um, if you can, you know, start now. Um, start now with a proactive aging process. Um, and I have in my book um, some the healthy lifestyle strategies that mm-hmm. are very, very important. Yes, to to you know keeping your brain and body working. Um, but basically, uh, what I would just say is start now. Get after you know? it right away. Yeah, get after it. Get yeah. after it. Thank you for calling in, and, and maybe we'll revisit this topic later after you've had a while to um, have the book in circulation. Um, again, the name of the book is The Art of Assisting Aging Parents, um, and it's by Teresa Murr. Her last name is M-O-E-R-E-R. Of course, we'll have that. You'll see that as you um, look at the podcast. But we encourage you to check it out. And Teresa, we appreciate your expertise and um, your advice today. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. You're welcome. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed the program. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back. <laughs>